come to speak to our hearts today. Let's be attentive to what he's going to tell us because there's a lot of things I don't understand about young people and a lot of things he can tell us that he goes through today. So certainly God, I want to make a Devon Harris record today, Reverend Devon Harris record today. If we give him a, a, a pause today as he comes and speaks our hearts. Good morning. I'm glad to be here again, and um, I guess I did okay um, last time, so y'all invited me back. I didn't, didn't run nobody off, but I hope uh, what my message was was convicting and challenging. Um, maybe I'll just come back, check on you, see how you've been doing with um, the message that God gave me. Um, just a short note so you understand who this Nice looking man is up here. Um, you know, I've, I've been to this community many times. I've, I don't live here, but I know of and I have roots here. Um, as many of you all know, and a good bit of you all in the, in the congregation this morning are related to me, but I might, not, I might not know your name, but I know there's some resemblance and or um, we have some kind of connection, you know, between my, my grandmothers and grandfathers is Randolph and Lily Green and Charlie and Liffer. Harris, you know, and their their commitments to um, our families for many years and keeping me straight and teaching me. As, um, as a young man told me the other day, and I, I met him when he was 10 years old, and I got to have dinner with him when he was 27 just last week, and he had been through a lot and struggled and, you know, crack, meth, in and out of jail, and he says, Devin, I finally got it right said, all them things you were teaching me all them years, I wasn't listening, but now I got it right, you know. And it's so encouraging when them seeds are planted, and that's just encouraging for you parents. If you've been a praying mama, you've been a praying grandmother, you've been praying auntie, pray. If they're not six feet under, it's still hope for them. And that's how we, you know, we can do what we do all the time is because... If it wasn't a matter of prayer, our connection, or letting God be God and not us, um, it would be just no hope. It would be useless. But God gives us that hope, you know. Um, Myself, my wife, um, son, and some people call us sunshine. We've been together almost 32 years in a couple months. I know I look pretty good and young, but she keeps me straight, you know, feeds me well, you know. Um, I've been blessed with good genes, as you see my dad and my mom. You know, but um, we, we're from the Augusta area, Georgia. We drove up um, to see my mom this, this week, her birthday, and also she had knee surgery. So you just keep her in prayer. Anytime you have somebody cutting on you, it's, it's not normal. It doesn't feel normal. But thank God for the, the knowledge and the, the education of, of physicians that God has given us. You know, because you think 100, 150 years ago, there was not a survival rate of the things we understand today. Um, but we oversee an organization called Full Circle Refuge. Many of you all heard me talk about it before. I won't go into details today, but my praying friends and brothers and sisters here, just to keep us in prayer, because as pastors already stated, it's a, it's a, a unique thing that we get to do every day to the downtrodden, the undesirables, um, the ones that are not normalcy to walk into the church. 
Um, we become the church to them on the streets. I'm a, as you remember before, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm not Pastor Silver, I'm not Pastor, I'm not Reverend Horse, I'm not anybody, I'm just Devin, but I'm a kind of a street preacher, so some of the things I might say, it might confuse you, but I'm a missionary, and I might speak a different language to the culture I have to deal with all the time. You know, but God has really blessed us in the last time we were here. The ministry has grown because of prayers and folks like you all. Um, the reach to loss, the ones that people say there's no hope for. Um, Full Circle Refuge has expanded its staff. We have men under us now that are overseeing different parts of the ministry. Because sometimes in this type of ministry, I feel like Moses. I can't hold that staff no more. And it's a struggle. And, you know, and as I get older, I know you think I'm, I'm young. And, but as you get older, as every one of you all know... Um, that you can't handle things that you used to can handle. And in ministry, it gets a struggle because you're called into ministry, and it seems like you can do it like you used to. But God always blank, brings people alongside, and I'm grateful for that. Even as we speak today, men are running ministry while we're here. Um, I'm so encouraged by that as we see the uniqueness of what we get to do. You know, as if some of you all are, um, I, I know I have a good bit of Facebook followers here. Um, in the community, you know, I see people on my Facebook or from this area. I might not know you, but we're, we're connected and you keep up with us. And I'm encouraged by some time of, of just liking what we do or encourage. Um, we've seen just another angle to what we do now. And, um, you know, we do a lot of speaking in schools. We have ex-gang members come in with us or what we like to call as reform gang members to come in to speak to youth, to talk about the challenges of life and how God has changed them. Um, we took it to another level. And also, I want to honor, as pastors already stated, you know, I was really surprised this morning. Um, I am grateful, and I hope I can hold my composure. As my brother in Christ stepped into the um, church here to, and his wife to see me speak this morning, that's Leo and Gladys, you know, Otero. And um, we're, uh, as we kid all the time, we're from the... We're from the same daddy but different mama, if you get my drift. You know, we're followers of Christ. We're brothers, Christ. And Leo's, I won't go into details, but he's had a struggle in his life as a young man. For you young people in here, it all started around that 12 years old and a disconnection at the house and a dad did disconnection and just not a lot of positive things or even not even godly things. And it took him on up. A turmoil of, of destruction, you know, of being part of a thing that some of y'all probably only seen on TV is like the mafia. And he ran with these guys for many, many years and a total time of prison time of about 25 years. He's sitting in our audience today and he's a brother in Christ. God is into the same business. I know that. When I met him years ago, and he said, Devin, I would like to speak to the boys and tell them about my story. And he told me about him, and I said, well, I just don't know if they're going to allow you in. You know, they, they just how the world treats things like that. When you're an ex-offender, you're a con, you know, this thing. They don't, they don't want that, but we worked through things and had that story brought out to and it's, it's, it's powerful to hear and to see change, you know. If you think that what you're doing now, what you're praying, moms and dads, doesn't work. Keep praying. There's a gentleman sitting right here. We've seen the fruit 
we've seen the fruit. They live currently live in Greenville, North Carolina now, and uh, they surprised us this morning. They don't live too far from you all, and they were um, part of our ministry in the Augusta area, and now he does work in that area where he lives with youth and trying to really reach them. So I'm just, I'm just, I don't know if I can continue with preaching this morning because my my brother's here, and that was that was just enough for me. You know, I don't know about you, but I've been called here to share, and I'm going to fulfill my duties what God has called me to do um, here. So let me pray with you all before we get right into the Word and, and move forward. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your love. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for what you've done. You, we can never forget what you've done for us. We take it for so granted sometimes. We think we shoot in. We think we good because we are part of the, the following, Father, but you you mold us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for, for correcting us and working out our salvation on a daily basis, Lord. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for dying on the cross. We can never forget that. We celebrate it every year. We, we just make it a ritual, Lord, or whatever. But you did something significant that you didn't have to and that we can never do for ourselves. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for teaching us, convicting us, challenging us, probing us. <coughs> molding us in your word, Father. Thank you for your word that you have given us that we can open up and hear you speak to us, Father. You can speak to us through your word. Lord, I pray that today it's not me but you. Just move me on out of the way, Father. That I just become a vessel, a messenger, a, a, a voice box that you planted something in me that some ear needs to hear. That some... Body needs that one little push of challenge or conviction, Father. I know you have me here for that. It's just one. It would be nice to have two, Father, but just one. That's all you ask me to be here for, Lord. Lord, I pray what comes will not come back void, but be challenging to the, even to the bone marrows. Please, Father, don't let it be a waste of time. I know many in here struggle with many things. I pray it's a word that they need to hear today. That will change the way they think and act. I ask of that in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, I'm, up, I'm, up, I'm using my technology again, as always, and I'm, I'm, I'm turning on my Bible again. So I'm just letting y'all know that I do have a Bible up here, and I'm turning on my Bible. You know, so, um, you know, last time we kind of talked about the, my four questions, and we went through Romans, and we kind of challenged, and we had a lot of fun with that, but I, I, want, I want to get serious with you all, if you don't mind. Uh, this, you know, my, I remember when I sit in pews like this, and I remember when I was a kid, and, and people would say, that was, they stepped on my toes today, and the preacher stepped on my toes, and I mean, if, if you ever had somebody physically step on your toes, and, 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 and ladies, you know, if it's open toe, it's painful, if they just get that heel right on you, you don't, it's not an instant pain, I mean, it's right there, but it lasts a, a bit. All right, so some of this might be spiritually like that this morning. And I'm not trying to be rude, but, you know, I'm really in concern and want to challenge you. Uh, because what we see in the world today is how the culture and everything is happening and things are changing. He's coming soon. And the key is, literally, are your, are your bags packed? Are you ready? 
So the key is we can't wait for somebody, something, or when that rainy day come. And you young minds, remember I say young minds, I don't like to say you, but you fresh minds are sitting in the audience. I know y'all in the back. All right. You know, I can see you. All right. All right. So the key is you might think you're invincible. All right. But you can't guarantee you're not guaranteed tomorrow. You just not guarantee it. You can't. You know, we, we can't tell when life comes. God knocks on the door and says, it's time. You know, I had a good brother in Christ two weeks ago, 53 years old, goes on a hunting trip out there and he has a massive heart attack in his trailer. You know, and he was, I, I saw him the day before. He was his same joking and laughing. It's full of life. How did life happen like that so quick? Well, life does happen like this is not a TV show. It's not a it's not a reality show where you can clip and edit it and twist things and have lighting that makes things look or or you see somebody on one channel. They're live after they got shot. I mean, they're dead on one channel. They're live on the other or they're like Superman. They're invincible. It's, you know, it, it, that's not reality. Young minds It's not. So the key is we got to be ready and you can't worry about what everybody else is saying. You only need to please one thing in one person and that's God himself because he created everything about you, your DNA. You don't want to diss him. Remember, he holds lightning, bro. All right. He holds lightning. We got to stop playing with God and be serious with God. All right. This is such a time as this. That we are living in the end times. We truly are. I always tell my young minds I work with in lockdown. The key is you live in the worst time you've ever been or the best time. Because you live in the best. You know Christ. You live in the best time. Because your time is coming. Your big vacation is coming. It's coming. And it's going to last for how long? Eternity. If you don't know Christ, I'm not talking about knowing him because you read, you know, John 3, 16. I ain't talking about that. Or you memorize some verses in, in church and Sunday school and you got a star by your name. I did that too. I used to come down here and get my little stars down here when I was a little kid. I didn't know what they were talking about. I just wanted a star. That ain't going to get you there. You got to know him intimately, personally. You got to seek him. You got to lean on him. You got to have his wisdom. You know, with all the cultures, just saying all, all these battles that we see, even the media is disrespecting what we believe today. We can't conform to that. We need to denounce it. You know, my dad is sitting in the audience. My dad, Dan, most of you all know, and um, he wanted to be here this morning. And my mom's, you know, still recovering. She's doing, she's here in, in spirit. I know she would love to be right here too. But, um, you know, God is taking care of her. And God, it was a very difficult decision to make to come and leave her there. Well, my dad used to say when I was younger, and we used to watch TV, and he goes, people just don't have no respect for God no more. Look at what they're doing. You know, look at what they're doing on TV. They don't have no respect. And I used to think as I grown, I remember that statement. I used to say the same thing. And as I became a new believer, I used to look at that and say, why, why are they not doing that? Well, their hearts had changed, so their minds don't change. They're only operating on what they understand. They're only operating on what they understand. Do you remember where you came from? How you were born? How I was born? Do we remember? We were a wretched sinner destined to hell. 
we wouldn't always like this. And I'm not a believer of, of, of Jesus Christ and my Savior because my mom and daddy are. That's not why I'm here. That didn't work. I, I'm the, I don't go to church because my mom and daddy are there. Come on, man. I don't go to church because it's a nice thing to do. It's a nice thing. We're going to go out to eat and all that after this. It's a, it's a ritual that we do every Sunday. You're lying to yourself. The devil loves them kind of so-called Christians. That's what they want to keep you down so you never be, as we've heard the scripture, be the light and salt. We heard the kids speak about it. We heard that. We got to live it. You know, we think about how that, what happened through history as we, we think of all the, the, the pain in the culture. And even when we read from Ezra this morning talking about, you know, how you inter, intermingle, we did address that about different races and things like that. But this culture, this this country has had so much of a mess and we still ain't got it right yet. All right. You know, I'll be 53 in a month because I understand. I lived that. And some of y'all that older me, you lived it to the fullest. Of racism in this country. You know, I watched a movie a couple years ago and it was based on Oxford, North Carolina. I was such a shame what happened in that city. If you remember the history of what happened in Oxford, it was so terrible. I mean, we're still living through this. And remember this when you are looking at this, I'm not talking about the guy on the street just hating on people, I'm talking about the church folks. They're hating. And still carrying that baggage of history from the past of a struggle. I never understood that. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not speaking because my father and mother didn't understand at that time. It's just the way things were. When I went into the military, it didn't make sense to me. Why would I hate on him because of his color? Amen. Why would I do that? And I wasn't even a believer, dear. I just, it just didn't make sense. When I got in the foxhole... We were all the same. We bled the same too. We bled the same. If, if we're always telling kids, people always ask me to come into school to speak about bullying. Come on, Devin. Come on and talk to the boys about bullying. And if there's adults in the audience, just like here, I'm going to tell you how I'm flipping. I said, y'all want to solve bullying? Y'all stop bullying each other, mom and dad. Politicians bullying each other, racism bullying each other, we disrespecting each other, the government, everything. When that gets right, then our kids will follow suit. They only operate on what they know. They only operate. You know, that's all it's about. So this has challenged me. And I wanted to really meditate in God's word and see, because when I became a believer, I didn't want nothing but truth. I didn't want it because the preacher said that. I didn't want it because the deacon said that. Sunday school said that. The, the, my dad said, no, I, I wanted what God said. Nothing else. Nothing else. So what I want to do is just break this out in the time that we have. We, we, we want to go to the book of wisdom. I'm not talking about the whole Bible. Yes, a lot of wisdom in there. It is. But let's break it right down into the book of wisdom. And I'm talking about the book of Proverbs. You know? And we're going we're to define three things before we leave today so we fully understand, based on God's word, what is righteousness, what is wisdom, and what is wickedness. Toe, it's going to be hurting. All of us, including myself. 
So let's go to the book of Proverbs. But first, let's, let's look why Proverbs was written. I mean, there's 31 chapters in there. All right. The first chapter, verse, first chap, chapter 1, verses 10 through 19. If some of you young minds don't know what I'm talking about, go ahead. They got it in there. They're talking about a gangster up in there. Chapter 1, verse 10 through 19. A dad is telling a son how to stay away from all that stuff. All right? Chapter 5 is my favorite chapter. I won't go into details. Wives, I have to remind my wife all the time of chapter 5. Husbands, you might want to check that one out. All right? It's good. It's biblical. It's what we should be in marriage about. All right? It is beautiful. It's what God created. Okay? Chapter 5 is one of my favorite ones. All right? I said, honey, I tell my wife, uh-huh, see what chapter 5 say? She goes, oh, yeah, I say, uh-huh, see what it says? Y'all trying to check that out right now, aren't you? But, and then, you know, and then it talks about how to manage your money through several chapters. It, how, it tells you how to, to, to look for the wife of your youth. It, it, then 31, it talks about the virtuous woman, you know? I have a virtuous woman. I know that. My wife is a virtue. I ain't trying to get points up here neither. I know it. I know my mom is. I know my grandmothers were. All of them were examples of virtuous woman. Ladies, if you're looking for a real man, you need to check that out. Not what Beyonce and Jay-Z doing. All right? What they did on the, the music show the other week, that's nasty. That's not right. the devil. All right? That was disgusting. All right? We got to stop following these poses out there, these devil worshipers. And follow God worshipers. If you want to really find a man, that's where you need to look. Proverbs 31. And start living it out. Live it. Live it. And men, young man, if you ain't got no no woman yet, that's where you need to hook up right there. All right? You need to find that. That's what it lasts. I've started modeling in my house. And we model it now to our kids everywhere we go. They think we're strange when I go and meet them. How my wife, we both compliment each other. So what we're going to do is we're going to break out chapter 10. But I wanted to find some things before we read this because I'm going to read chapter 10 of Proverbs totally different than you ever read it before. All right. We usually read it by the numbers. But the way Solomon wrote this was a little bit different. He wanted us to understand something different here. Okay. In chapter 10. So let me define. First of all, let's look at this. And I want to give you a definition First, we're going to look at wisdom and how Proverbs chapter 10 breaks it out. The definition of wisdom, first of all, what we look at, so we have a foundation to work on is good sense. Wisdom equals good sense. You know how we say that boy ain't got no good sense. You know, we say that they ain't got no good sense. All right. They ain't got no good sense. All right. I ain't know what it mean. You know, I thought they were talking about that he didn't have a penny in his pocket like sense back in the day. I don't know. They had no good sense. Well, let's, this is what it says. It's a deep understanding and realization of people, things, events, or situations resulting in the ability to apply preconception judgments and actions in keeping with the understandings. It often requires control of one's emotions, reactions, the passions, so that the universal principles, reasons, and knowledge prevail to determine one's action. Wisdom is also a comprehension of what is true coupled with ultimate judgment as to action. Let's see what Solomon has to say about this. And God. Chapter 10. Now I'm going to give you the verses I'm going to read. And I'm going to define wisdom based on these verses. Alright. Verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon. A wise man makes a glad father. 
Is it it meet my definition of wisdom? Yeah. Okay, let's break it down. Verse 4. We're reading it like wisdom. Verse 4. But the hand of a diligent, hard worker makes rich. Huh. You got to put in work. You can't wait for it to float down from the sky. You can't wait for the government to hand you or something. Huh. All right, we've been dependent on that king too long, as they said in the Old Testament. Remember, they asked for a king, and God gave them one. Guess what we're asking for in our United States today? We're asking for a king to take care of us, and they're going to do it the best they can. We got to stop depending on that. All right, breaking down. Verse 5, he who gathers in summer is a wise son. Verse 8, the wise in heart will receive commandments. Verse 13, wisdom is found on the lips of him who has understanding. Verse 14, wise people store up knowledge. Verse 15, the rich man's wealth is his strong city. Verse 17, he who keeps instructions is the way of life. Verse 19, but he who restrains his lips is wise. Verse 23, but a man of understanding has wisdom. Now, Proverbs chapter 10 defines wisdom 10 times. 10 times. It defines wisdom as make glad, rich, receive, commandments, understanding, and knowledge. Sounds good. Sounds real good. I mean, this is the thing we're seeking for today is wisdom. I mean, I love technology. I'm a geek at heart. I got my cell phone up here recording my message right now. I mean, this is a trip. All right. I'm up here recording this. Okay, and I'm using something digital to read from in my Bible. All right. I mean, we want we seek this type of wisdom. We're destined to seek wisdom. All right. We put our kids in places where they can get more wisdom. We pay lots of money so they can get that piece of paper on the wall. So there's somebody by wisdom. But is that what God wants us? Let's look deeper. All right. Now let's define righteousness or just is obedience. See, righteousness in the courts of law. We had to try to. Was he right or not? Well, well I, I had to. I had to provide for my mama, so I stole that stuff. Is that right? No. All right. Well, they were doing it. No. Is it based on this? Righteousness means this: obedience to God's law. Period. Acting in accordance with divine or moral law, free from guilt or sin. That's what righteousness is. Remember, remember Noah was a righteous man in the eyes of God and man. That's why him and his family survived the flood. Remember, there was violence on the earth for a thousand years. People, human beings were dissing God. And he saved Noah and his family. And if Noah bucked against God, said, I ain't doing nothing because I know what's right. And you don't know what you're talking about, God. None of us will be here right now because we're all descendants of Noah. Think about that. He had so much weight in here, but he seeks righteousness. See, we complain about the culture, but are we being godly men and women in the culture? Are we being light and salt? Are we stepping into the miry pit to speak truth to people? And stop of saying, man, they're going to offend me because if I say Jesus, they're going to make fun of me. Uh-oh. We have the best thing going. Nothing else is anything. I don't know what they're talking about. They keep on remixing it, remixing it, remixing it, and trying to read something. It's so ridiculous. It says here, Proverbs, righteousness. Verse 2, but righteousness delivers from death. Verse 3, the Lord will not allow the soul of a righteous to famish. Go hungry. Why we have hunger? Why? 
People are complaining, man, I need to go give me a handout. Well, it says here, the Lord will not allow the soul of a righteous to famish. Verse 6, blessings are on the head of a righteous, just person. Blessings. You will never have to be worried about getting in trouble with the law. Never. 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 Here it is, verse 7. The memory of the righteous, just is blessed. Verse 9, he who walks in integrity, that's uprightly, walks surely. Verse 11, the mouth of a righteous one is a well of life. Verse 12, but love covers all sins. Verse 16, the labor of the righteous leads to life. Verse 20, the tongue of the just or righteous is as a choice silver. Silver? All right. Verse 21, the lips of the righteous feeds many. Verse 22, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it. Verse 24, but the desire of the righteous will be granted. But the righteous has it, verse 25, but the righteous has an everlasting foundation. Verse 27, the fear of the Lord prolongs the days. The fear of the Lord, you extend your life. Verse 28, the hope of the righteous will be gladness. Verse 29, the way of the Lord is strength to forty upright. Verse 30, the righteous will never be removed. Verse 31, the mouth of the righteous bring forth wisdom. And 32 states, the lips of the righteous knows what is acceptable. So if you want to define yourself, here it is, your pedigree that we need to be walking about on this earth. We need to be walking as righteous because it defines in Proverbs righteousness 19 times. 19 times. It says, righteousness defines delivers, no hunger, blessings, walks, surely, well of life, covers all sins, leads to life, like a choice silver, feeds many, no sorrow, desires will be granted, everlasting foundation, prolonged days, gladness, strength, and brings wisdom. Now, we like these two statements. We're feeling good. When we read Proverbs, we read something about God's word, and we go, oh, this is, this is talking about me. Oh, thank you, Lord, for confirming me. Oh, I feel so good about myself. Higher than that. Let me get my Bible and take it this high today. All right? I feel like I'm somebody. Oh, yeah. You better respect me because I'm, 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 I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. They ain't got to respect you nothing. You ain't looking for their respect neither. Jesus said they will hate you because they hated me. Let take your definition with you when you leave the church today that they're going to hate on you Come on, because of him. Are you ready to be hated? I am. Yeah. I don't care what they think. All right. All right. Like I used to tell my wife when she had a job and she's a very consistent worker because Orientals are just like that. They just they just put their hands to work and they can't they can't help themselves. They want to serve. But the other people in her job say, why are you working so fast? They might lay us off. They might, you know. I said, you know, they might lay us off. I said, and they they said this and that. I said, baby, who pays your bills? I mean, who pays your paycheck on Friday? Do your friends at work or do your boss? (laughs) So you got to figure out who you're pleasing. Stop, young minds, pleasing your friends because they ain't going to be with you in 10 years anyway. They ain't going to help you through school. All right, they ain't going to help you. They're going to probably try to take you down. And the last part of Proverbs that we don't want to hear. We like the righteousness and wisdom stuff. But there's another one it defines. And I hope you're not in this position today. It defines wickedness. It defines evil. It defines it to the core. Let me give you a definition. Wickedness is apart from the rules of divine law. God's law. You just left it. 
All right? Evil dispositional practice, immorality, crime, sin, sinfulness, corrupt manners. Wickedness generally signifies evil practices. All right, we just want to do it a little bit. We'd be in church on Sunday. I mean, what do you think we're going through in America right now that most people are under the bondage of is Mardi Gras? Do you understand what Mardi Gras is? All right, do you understand what happened on Ash Wednesday and what people can do in Mardi Gras because each is coming down the road and then we can get saved again? I mean, think about it. That's all it's about. It's to do evil to the fullest. That means, you know why they're doing that? Because the church has not did their job. They have not served their purpose to show them the light and the salt. They think they're okay. There's going to be a lot of blood on people's hands when we go. It's going to be a lot. Remember Ezekiel? It says it. If you don't speak truth to them, the blood of their bodies, their life will be on your hand. I don't want no blood on my hand. None. It says here in Proverbs right here. It says, verse 1. But a foolish son is sorrow, grief of his mother. You try to start to find yourself where you fit in this as I read this. Let's get down to the nitty gritty now. Let's get down to the deal and see what it defines. But a fool of sons is sorrow, grief of his mother. Verse 2, treasures of the wickedness profit nothing. I don't care how much money, how many bling, bling, cheddar, whatever they got to show me, fellas. They ain't got it like God. They own all, God owns all the cattle on the thousand hills. That means he owns all the car dealerships on the whole world. Why you keep on falling there? Lie. That's all they got. Man, I don't know what you are. Man, I, I'm, I'm part of a royal family. Now, I ain't a bastard no more. We were bastards at one time. We were adopted into the family of God. All right? We sit at a table. We're prince and princess. We sit with the king. We eat royal food. That's right. I ain't going back to what Proverbs says. A dog will return back to his vomit. I ain't going back that road. I ain't waiting till Friday night so I can stand on the corner. I ain't waiting to go down here and get me something to make me feel good, a little G-God. None at all. None. I only serve one God that gets me high every day. I don't know about you. All right? Make me feel good. All right? It says here, treasures of wickedness profit nothing. Verse 3, but he cast away the desires of the wicked. Verse 4, he who has a lack hand becomes poor. Sounds like what the government is trying to do to people. All right. Verse five. He who sleeps in harvest is his son who causes shame. Verse six. But violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Verse seven. But a name of the wicked will rot. Man, them, them, them gangster singers, man, they gone. They rotten. But a baiting, babbling fool shall fall. Rapper, 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 talking about all that stuff, Chief Keith. Man, I don't know what he's thinking about. Chief Keith, man, be killing people in Chicago. I know half of y'all don't know who I'm talking about. He be singing this drill music and dialoguing with these little bitty culture of people that think that the war is going on and the rest of the world is in a war. All right? The violence has went down in Chicago, and Chief Keith gets on the news and says, I'm going to create more drill music so more people can die. Something wrong with him. Something wrong with him. He, it's stating him right here. All right? Verse 9, but he who perverts, twists his ways will become known. Verse 10, he who winks his eyes cause trouble, sorrow, but a babbling, babbling fool will fall. Verse 11, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Verse 12, hatred stirs up strife, fights. But verse 13, but a rod is for the back of him who is devoid without understanding. You need to just correct him. Verse 14, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. Verse 15, destruction of the poor is their poverty. 
Verse 16, the wages, the fruit of wicked is sin. Verse 17, but he who refuses correction goes astray. Verse 18, he who hides hatred has lying lips and he who spreads slander is a fool. Verse 19, in the multitudes of words, sin is not lacking. Verse 20, the heart, it's getting long, isn't it? Wickedness. It's getting long. You you see where I'm going with this. Verse 20, the heart of the wicked is worth little. Verse 21, but the fools die for lack of wisdom. Verse 23, to do evil is like a sport to a fool. Verse 24, the fear of the wicked will come upon them. Verse 25, as a whirlwind, a storm passes, so the wicked no more. All right. Verse 26, like vinegar to the teeth, like smoke to the eyes, so is a lazy man to those who sent him. Verse 27, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. All right. But verse 28, but the exception of the wicked will be perish. Expectation of the wicked be perished. Verse 29, but destruction will come to the workers of iniquity. Verse 30, but the wicked will not inhabit the earth. Verse 31, but the perverse tongue will be cut out. Verse 32, but the mouth of the wicked, what is perverse. Think about this. Where do you stand in this? God is defining a definition because he defines in Proverbs wickedness 31 times. What is he trying to tell us? He ain't telling you how to feel good about your wisdom. Come on now. I know all the books of the Bible back in the day. I read the Bible back and forth five million times. I got all kinds of commentary books and I've been to all kinds of colleges and everything. That ain't going to go with God. It's nice. Okay? Having all kinds of letters behind your name. It's nice. That's wisdom. Okay? That's wisdom. And righteousness is what really God is seeking, not wickedness. He's not seeking that at all. So, why are we as God's creation seeking wisdom today? As I stated before, we're trying to send our kids to it, trying to do all that. And I'm going to throw this out and we'll, we'll, we'll wind this up. You know, because y'all look like deers in the headlights right now. You do. And I pray that that's what God is dealing with you. You're not just thinking about what you're going to have for dinner this afternoon. You don't know what might happen when we walk out the church. You don't know what tomorrow is. You know. And I was, I was up in Boston a couple weeks ago. I flew on an airplane and, you know, I left a nice sunny Georgia and uh, flew into Charlotte. And uh, then I got off that plane in Boston out of Charlotte. Man, it was cold. I said, no, God ain't up here. It's too cold. You know, it's too cold up there. But I, every time I get on an airplane, I always think, just like this Malaysia airplane that's missing now, you know. Everybody gets on the airplane. If you were sitting in the airport, people were just going places. And it's like a normalcy. Everybody's waiting at their gate to get to wherever their relatives or whatever business they have to get to. And I get on the airplane, I think, how, what would happen if this plane go down? And I remember somebody told me a long time ago, I don't know, I can't claim his mind. And this little old lady was sitting by this gentleman said, uh, Sir, why do you have so much peace? How about this plane go down? She said, he said, well, when the plane go down, I go up. Are you ready? Are you ready to go up? Think about it. Think about it. I mean, some of us got them little nicks and pains. I'm going to the doctor next week. I got these little, you know, just, I was like, my wife said, you need to go see the doctor. You know how we men are. We ain't, we ain't going up in there. We ain't going. But... It might be that one time. And all of us have stories of our relatives that, that were just doing fine. And they went in the hospital with maybe a minor complication. 
and they pass there. We just don't know. We got to be at the heart of God. Well, let's finish it up right here. What Paul say, said here. In my, one of my favorite other books in the Bible is Romans, but I want to take it right to Romans 1 and what Paul introduces himself. I won't have time to go through his introduction, all right, because he's introduction, introducing himself as a follower of Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, he introduces himself as a bondservant of Christ. It, it, you remember, yes, in our history, we've had this issue of slavery, and, and it's always hard to use that word when you're talking to people. People have a different definition of it. But the, the Israelites, were, the Hebrew people were in slavery over 400 years. All right? I mean, even the granddaddy didn't know what freedom was. All right? But there's a difference between the slavery that happened in this country and what was the biblical, because people will sometimes write off the Bible because they, it says it condones slavery. Well, there's a definition because the English version, the English translation of what we're talking about is totally different. All right? Because right here, Paul, he was already educated in all this. He calls himself a bondservant. Actually, it is translated slave of Jesus Christ. But in this definition, it's different. It's where you, as in the Hebrew times, that you had a down and out and you struggled with some things. And you went to somebody who was doing better and you became their bondservant for them. For not an indefinite time, for a certain length of time, you did work for them. If you work for an employer today, guess what you are? A slave. All right? It's the same concept that they did back then. All right? You work for a certain period of time, but the ultimate goal is we all want to be on our own, don't we? All right? We all want to be on our own. But if you're working for somebody, you are under the bondage of them. Okay? Because that's the boss. And Paul says he's a bondservant. Of Jesus Christ. Let's drop on down to 18. That's what we want. Let's, let's just start in context at verse 16. One of my favorite verses anyway. It states here in verse 16 of chapter 1 of Romans. For I am. This should be our marching orders. This one. You should wear as your banner. When they take you to the guillotine. If you understand what I'm talking about. Because a lot of people in our history. Christendom died with this verse is their banner. And their heads were taken off. They were burnt to the stake. They were, ha- ha- they were hold up as lampshades. Did you hear what's going on in North Korea today? There's several Christians that are going to be executed this week. Several Christians be executed. Here's what their verse is. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Forbid to, it is the power of God, the salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and for the Greek. Are you ashamed? Are you ashamed? Don't be ashamed. I'm part of a movement. I hope some of you young minds have actually looked into this. I'm part of a movement called the 116 movement. It's an unashamed movement. 116 means Romans 116. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I will die for that. I will die for that. I'm ready. I'm ready. Because it says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I don't know about you. It sounds better off. All right? If you had any relatives leave this earth already and gone home, we grieve when we look at them here. But that's not them. That's a shell. They in a better place than we are anyway. They ain't even thinking about us. They have a party. Literally. Think about it. That's where our destination is. Here it is. Verse 17. For for it is righteousness of God to reveal from faith to faith as is written. The just shall live by faith. The righteousness. 
Here's what happens. Verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness, unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness because what may be known of God is manifested in them, but God has shown it to them. Think about that. What's happening in culture today? What people are doing. They're suppressing the truth. They're twisting. I hope you ain't going to see that movie Noah because it's of the devil. They twisted the, God's word and made Noah somebody else. Don't even support it. Matter of fact, the Christians had to get a disclaimer that it was written on, based on their conversion or what they thought about it. Don't support Hollywood when they're trying to tell us what God's trying to tell us. We got to get rid of that because they teach in the culture what we are. We got to get rid of that mess. We got to get rid of it. It says here, verse 20, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his internal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. We ain't got no excuses. I, I know. I know the God. All right. Even the, the, the underground in the darkest of the jungles has a opportunity. And here we are sitting with a, a Bible that we can read that God speaks and we don't even apply it to our lives. We let it sit on the coffee table as a family book Bible and let the dust collect it while we beating each other up in the house and divorcing each other, drinking each other, killing each other. And God is trying to speak. He's given us our tool already. He's given us our mission book already. We need to get to the house today and, and ask for forgiveness. Seek God's presence and tell our kids, tell our relatives that we have failed. Especially us men. It's such a shame. You want to know what's happening in America is because of us men. It ain't just women. Women are doing what they have called and trying to do. They're trying to do our job and us men are sitting back and letting our moms and moms be spiritual leaders in the house that if mom is going to church, let's come on. You out of your description. What God created. Don't you remember what happened to Adam and Eve? The same thing has happened today. It was Adam's responsibility. It was Adam's. See, the problem is with a preacher, teacher, we're hold more accountable what we bring from the word. Well, I'm going to give you another angle. Men, you are accountable too. Because you are a pastor in your house. You are a pastor. And you better hold it accountable because your kids, everybody is looking. So, Because some other little G God is going to take your kids. I don't care if you have them in church every Sunday and Pastor Silver is right here. If you're not living it at the house, they ain't hearing you. They ain't hearing you at all. It says here, verse 21, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts are darkened. Professing to be wise, oh, I got all these degrees. I, you know, I, I believe God was a fiction. I believe, I, I believe that God is dead. That's the next thing that's coming out. You know, God is dead. All these things. Oh, God is an alien. That's the one I heard the other day. Or here's the other one. We Christians have a special DNA, you know, in us, and that's why we follow God. So we can never get God. All right. It says that human beings were created in the image of God, but as Romans says, man, we want to run away from it. Says here, professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made of like a corruptible man and birds and four legged animals and creeping things. So we need something to hold on to that we can look at. God, where are you at, God? Oh, I don't know about this God I can't see. Well, you ain't there yet. I've seen him. I've seen him. How about you? 
I've seen it because he pulled the wool off my eyes. He pulled the blindness off my eyes and he let me see him. He took the veil off my face so I can see him. And it's through his word and prayer, all right, and servanthood. All right? That's where you're going to see God. You know, when I can take a, a downhearted, high-ranking gang member with tattoos all over his face, a, a, a high-ranking leader, and see him, God change his life. That's amazing to me. Amazing. amazing. A guy that's already did time, and you can see Leo here. If I, I've seen Leo's old picture. Man, I wouldn't want to meet him down in dark alley. Ooh, love, bro. Man, he would cut you up. All right? They're Mexican, you know what I mean? Oh, no, they carry knives, you know? They're dangerous. Now, he, he's he's as a cat now, man, he is, man, he definitely is. But it says here, therefore, God gave them up to their uncleanness. You keep on playing the fire with God, he's going to give you up to what you need. He's going to give you up to what that little G God wants, is self. And he's going to keep on repeating itself. And you're going to reap the results, as it says in Galatians. You know, if we have two apple trees out here, and I don't like apples. I told you all that last time. But the deal is if one apple tree, both apple trees are producing, and one has got infested with worms, who, which one are you going to eat? The good one. What kind of fruits are you producing? That's all right, man. What are you producing? All right? Check yourself with God. Let's get it right in 2014. Let's have a real revival in the community and shake people. We have the license to do it. You have it. You have to, you're part of that royal family. It finishes up. Verse 25. Who exchanged the truth of God for the lie. And worship and served the creature rather than the creator. I mean, there's all kinds of things coming out today. Man, we got more rights for dogs than we do babies today. Amen. Think about what we do. We're allowing this. Now you can say that's right to the culture, but you better point them fingers back to both of us and say because of that is because of the church. Remember what Christ created is to be that ecclesia. Ecclesia. That's the church. It was created to be the light and Remember, they came together, but they were persecuted. Remember why they called them Christians? It was a derogatory word. It was. It was a negative word. Now we go around and say, I'm a Christian. <laughs> I'm a Christian. Remember today to seek not the words of men, even from the pulpit, but the righteousness, wisdom, and knowledge of God. You can't get there unless you know Him in your heart. You can come to church every Sunday and think you got a little... Catholicism, they hit some toes because that's what they do. But we as evangelicals do not do that. The church here is a hospital for hurting people of edification and lifting up and encouraging. And then you know where you got to go? Back in the war zone. This ain't go, I'm going to leave Jesus here and go back out there and live in the world. In your marketplace, in your workplace, you need to be the light and place, light and soul. When something goes down at, at your work, people should come to you to seek prayer like they did on that boat with Paul. They were taken into prison to be persecuted, but they seeked him for prayer. Right. You need to be the light and salt. Be the light and salt. Now, I won't have time to go all through this, but look, and for your study time tonight, if you want to know what righteousness is, because we like that, but First Peter can defines it as a suffering. It's a suffering. That's what we don't like. But remember, they hated him. They're going to hate you. 
We're going to suffer. But remember, you live in a shale. Devon will live forever. Your name, who you are, will live forever. Two spots. You only get two. You don't get in the middle. No, you need them. Either heaven or hell. You will live forever. In torment or the big vacation. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that vacation. So the key is I want to leave with you. The wicked are operating within their job. As my dad used to say, you know, why are they doing that? But they only operate within their job description. You know, if you own a business or you work, you know your job description. You define your job description. If you do not do your job description, they take your pay away. Or you trying to be all this, your, your, your workers will look at you like, what are you trying to be? You trying to be the boss? Your job description is defined. Okay? Where the wicked are operating within their job description, but the problem is, but the so-called righteous are not operating in their job description. If so, don't worry about the wicked and their actions. Worry about our own actions within the culture. God has set the standard bounds for humans to function for this life. So the question is for you, brothers and sisters, speaking back to me too, what is your job description? You need to define it. If you don't, any swami wami is going to come down the road and give you a new Jesus. He's going to give you a new testament, a new Bible. It's coming. If you're not grounded in this, when they take our Bibles away, all right, and tell Pastor Silver he cannot speak no more, you better have it grounded here. Because they're going to they're gonna get it. They're going to get it. Are you fulfilling the duties of the role as a believer of Jesus Christ? Are you? Are we? Are you seeking wickedness only? Are you seeking wisdom only? Because people are trying to get so many degrees, it's pitiful. Are you seeking, again, seeking the righteousness, the wickedness, or wisdom? I leave that with you today. Please take heed. I'm not trying to be rude. But if it was offensive, it's of God. It's of God, not me at all. Thank you all. God bless.